Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala eşrafil enbiyeyi vel mursalin. Muhammedur Resulullahi sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahibi ve sellem. Teslimen kathiren kathira. Fümen ba'du. My brothers and sisters. A very good friend of mine asked me a question. And it came from one of the other earlier reminders when I spoke about uh, the book Rich Dad Poor Dad uh, and the issue of earning assets. So he said to me, with regard to, especially with regard to borrowing and borrowing on interest, um, and he said that, uh, you know, of course we know it is haram. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared war on the one who borrows and lends on interest. But he said when we have <coughs> uh, children who are going to college and so on and uh, cost of education, uh, student loans, then what do we do? How do we pay for that? And how do we get student loans and whatnot? And how does it fit in? So I thought let me uh, clarify this by going to a basic fundamental issue, which is it is essential for us to define what is success and what is failure. Right? What is success, what is failure? It's like the question that uh, Adam asked me just now. Uh, in the Industrial Revolution, was it beneficial or was it harmful? Now, I said to him that it's not a question which can be answered with a yes or no. It depends on what you are looking at. Uh, if you say, is it the Industrial Revolution in, uh, in the context of, for example, if you say clean air, um, eating organic, uh, natural grown food and uh, food, uh, maybe family relations, families being together, uh, cultures, preservation of, of local cultures. Now, we are, put, we, are, we are putting in a framework of what success means. And we say, given this framework, was the Industrial Revolution beneficial or harmful? I would say the Industrial Revolution was a complete disaster because it destroyed all this. Come another way. Very simple. Do you have a flushing toilet in your, in your house or not? Do you have heating and do you have air conditioning in your house or not? Do you drive a car or did you come here riding a, riding a horse? Now look at the Industrial Revolution. You cannot even exist. In this country, you guys can't even exist for one day without air conditioning and without heating. <laughs> right? So now tell me, Industrial Revolution, success or failure? The reason I'm giving this example is because this is how we have to look at our dunya and akhirah. What is the framework of winning and losing as far as Islam is concerned? Then we put everything else in the framework of that criteria, of that context. So what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say with regard to winning? Who, who is a winner, who is a loser? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَمَنْ زُحْزِهَا عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ Allah said, the one who has been saved from the hellfire and who has been given Jannah, only this person is successful. 
So if you take this framework and you say that whatever the question, whatever may be the question that I face in my life, whether it, it is with regard to my earning, my spending, my family, my personal relations, my social relations, whatever. I need to fit that into this. Right? Whatever I do, is it something that will guarantee me, inshallah, freedom from the fire and entry into Jannah? Then this is something which I will do. Our problem today is that we have started compromising. Right? For not just today, for a long time. We start compromising. So we say, yes, yes, I'm Muslim. I, yes, I believe in Rasulullah I believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Tawheed and so on and so on. But, now people say, <laughs> there's a saying, we say, the truth starts after the but. So the moment you have a but somewhere, truth is after that. So we need to <laughs> remove the but. There's no but. There's no but. If you put a butt in there, then that's where the problem starts. So in the, in the case of education, I would say, for example, that who told you that it is essential for you to be educated in an American university in America? Is this part of your aqidah or something? People who are not being educated in the American education system, which is, a, which is the biggest scam in the world for making money, you think they are not getting educated? So who tells you to study here? Don't study here. Go and study in another country for a fraction of the price. You get the education. You say, oh, but you see, if I become a doctor in that country, they will not let me practice here. Who tells you to become a doctor? Don't become a doctor. Become something else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us intelligence. And the sign of intelligence is to generate alternatives. Right? The sign of intelligence is to generate alternatives. Not get stuck into one rut. Who tells you I have to be an engineer? I have to be a doctor? No, 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 no. no. I have to, again, definition. Industrial revolution, success or failure depends on the definition. So what's the definition? I must earn a good halal living. If that is your definition, believe me, you don't have one alternative, you got a million alternatives. If you define it and say, I must be a doctor, then you don't have too many alternatives, very few. Even then, you still have alternatives. You can go and study medicine somewhere else. But alternatives are being narrowed down. So, see how you want to define yourself. I want to earn a halal uh, a living. I want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because remember, end of the day, the test is what? فَمَنْ عَنِ النَّارِ الْجَنَّةِ This is the test. Allah will not ask us, why didn't you become a doctor? Allah will say, why did you disobey me? What's the answer to that one? Oh, you see, but I was trying to become a doctor. Who told you? Who told you? Oh, you see, I wanted to own my house. I wanted to own my own home. So, therefore, I had to take a mortgage. Who told you? To, is, it, is it part of the aqidah that you must own your home? 
If you do not own your home, you will go to Jahannam. Is there, is there something like this? If you own your home in a haram way, then I won't say you will go to Jahannam. I don't make these fatwas, but I'm saying that then you are putting yourself into some serious problems. But if you live your whole life in a rented house, eating halal, earning halal, then insha'Allah al-mustan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you Jannah. So issue is not whether you own a home or not. Issue is how do I own a home? If I can own a home with halal means, of course, by all means, there's nothing. Islam does not stop us from earning money. Islam does not stop us from having a beautiful house, beautiful car, what not, what not. Within limits, obviously, I'm not talking about ostentation, but Islam does not stop us from any of our ambitions. Islam puts them within a framework. That is the, 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 the big thing to understand is this. People sometimes feel that, oh, but you see, Islam puts all these restrictions. There are no restrictions. The restrictions is you wear a seatbelt. That's the restriction. Wear a seatbelt. Why? Because it will save you from an accident. This is a basic fundamental principle. What is that? Safety is inversely proportional, proportional to functionality. Safety is inversely proportional, proportional to functionality. You, put, you, you turn on your phone, you have to put in a password. It's a nuisance. Especially in the night, what not, you can't see password. You want, it's, it's fingerprint. Facial, facial recognition, the thing can't recognize you. Because you didn't put up your make, you put on your makeup in the morning, right? And the fingerprint, maybe maybe your finger, I'm like my, my fingerprints are all gone. They, they, you work with your hand, this is what happens. So I have no fingerprint, practically. So I say, no, no, I, I don't want any security things in my phone or my computer, whatnot, no password, no nothing. No problem, except 10 minutes later you get hacked and everything is gone. So safety is inversely proportionate to functionality. What is Islam saying? Islam gives us safety. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, figuratively speaking, wear a seatbelt. He didn't say don't drive. He didn't say don't, don't, don't sit in a car. No. He said, sit in a car, drive the car, but wear a seatbelt. That seatbelt is the hurumat, the, 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 the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the halal is clear, the haram is clear. Between the two, there are bainahuma mushtabihat. And he said the one, the sensible person is the one who does not even go near the haram. He said it's like a, like a shepherd grazing his sheep. He says every king has a boundary. The boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the things that he made haram. And he said that it's like a shepherd grazing his sheep. If he grazes them close to the boundary of the king, then some sheep will go into the king's boundary and the shepherd will be in trouble. So keep your sheep away from the boundary. Don't, not even, we are not even talking about crossing the boundary. We said don't even go close to that. We know that's the boundary. Stay away. Safety for you. Within that boundary, absolutely no problem. Live a beautiful life. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Make money. Do good. Nobody stops you. As a matter of fact, Rasulullah encouraged this. He said that there's a stronger person is preferable to the weaker person. The, the upper hand is preferable to the lower hand. I mean, if you are a fakir yourself, how are you going to help anybody else? You need to make money. You need to have, have wealth so you can help other people. <clears throat> right? But boundaries.
So that's the thing I want to say to myself and you and remind myself and you. Let us remember that the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are for our benefit. They don't benefit Allah who was samad. He is free from all needs and wants. The boundaries are for us. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says don't do that, it is for us. If we do that, we will harm ourselves. And what and how to understand this is define your success and Allah define it for us. If you define it in that way, you will find you've got all kinds of alternatives. You can do many, many things. But if you define it according to your own nafs, then you are tying yourself into a loop and that loop is detrimental. It takes us into the wrong place. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla shanuhu, to help us to live life which is full of grace and beauty and full of barakah and full of obedience to him jalla jalaluhu and which is on the sunnah of his Habib Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep, us, to keep us steadfast on that and to take us in that state when he is pleased with us. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.